Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Father, we thank you for this day and this time together. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to come into this place. Lord, as we begin to prepare our hearts and our spirits and our minds to receive your word, I pray an anointing upon your word, Father. I pray that you would, Lord, remove every doubt, remove every fear. Lord, I come against every spirit of the enemy this morning that wants to to deceive and wants to uh, cause lies to enter the minds of your people. And, And devil, you're defeated this morning. I bind every spirit of witchcraft, every spirit of sorcery and divination, and every spirit that raises itself against the knowledge of the living God, of Jesus Christ our Lord. And Father, I ask you to open our minds, open our hearts and our spirits to receive. Let us put on the mind of Christ this morning, and let us be transformed by your word in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Tell the person next to you, it's real. Have you ever shown somebody something or, or uh, showed off anything and, and they said, is that real? Have you ever had that happen to you? And you have to explain whether it's real or not. You know, there's a lot of uh, things going on in the world today that are counterfeit and fake. And one of the biggest ones is the devil himself. He copies, he counterfeits, he doesn't do anything original. Everything that you see that he does and operating in this world is copying God. And the definition of real is not fake. How many are thankful that we serve a God that is not fake? How many like to be around people that are not fake? Amen? Not real, sorry, not fake, not false, and not artificial. So we know there's fake, false, artificial uh, Christians. There's fake, artificial, fake uh, 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 scriptures read and churches and more than anything, a devil who wants to take God's word and flip it around and manipulate it and cause it not to have the power that God wants it to have in our lives. Amen? Like it was said already last week, we talked about things that are supernatural. If we don't understand the supernatural realm of God, then we're not doing anything for the kingdom of God. We have to understand that nothing we do here is in our own power. We're not here saved by our own power. We can't worship in our own power. Everything we have comes from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. Amen? So I want, I want our, our, our church services and I want our lives and I want our words to be genuine. There's nothing greater than meeting somebody and going, you know what, that's a genuine person. Amen? And that person who's not genuine, again, is the devil. He is an enemy. He hates you. He wants to destroy you, and he wants to stop the work that God is doing in this church and in our lives. And I just want to come to you this morning and tell you, it's real. And you might not know exactly what I'm talking about, but I'm going to tell you, don't worry. I want to look in Mark chapter 16 to start off, and we're going to read some scriptures here. We're trying out a new mic. Does it sound good? All right, amen. I feel weird. Did any, how many of you here got braces when you were younger? I didn't have it, but I knew people that had it, and you have to wear that headgear. That's what I feel like right now, and I feel like if I move too much, my face is going to move too. But it sounds pretty good, and we're thankful for it, and it gives me opportunity to move my arms around. So I'm thankful I can praise with you guys. Amen. But it does feel kind of weird. 
Okay, Mark chapter 16, verse 17. And these signs will follow. These signs will follow those who what? Believe. Believe. This is Jesus talking to uh, a generation of people here uh, in that time that are here for us today. And what I want us to see in these verses this morning is there are two things that I believe are super important in our walk with God that are fought super hard by the enemy. And they're things that today are, equip us to be able to do a great work for the Lord, but the devil doesn't want us to operate in them. Now, I would say after our salvation and our belief that Jesus died on the cross for us and rose from the dead, the next two most important things that could be, we could talk about is these two things that I think are fought the most. The power of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and the rapture of the church. I believe that those two things are very, very, very fought by the devil. Because for one, he doesn't want people to be ready for his return. The devil doesn't want people to be ready for the return of Jesus Christ. And he does not want us to witness and tell people that Jesus is coming and tell people that they, they can be saved. And so he fights those two things. Now, one of the things we might not realize because we have a lot of people in this church for the glory of God who've gotten saved here and never uh, had been to church, weren't raised in church, or if you were, maybe it was some kind of uh, denomination where it was very uh, 45 minutes in and out, stand up, sit down, read some things, but there was never really teaching on anything, and you don't have a whole lot of background. So there's a lot of people like that in this church, and you don't know what's in the church world. And in the church world, these are two areas that the devil does not want pastors to preach. He wants pastors to stay away from talking about the rapture. He wants pastors to stay away from talking about speaking in tongues and being filled with the Holy Spirit, although it's all over the Bible. How many want to live the whole gospel this morning? How many want to believe everything that, the God, that God's Word says and nothing less? That's what we're going to do as a church, and I want you to see this morning two areas of scripture where our Lord and Savior is teaching his people and he shows the importance of these two things that I just mentioned together. So here we see he's about to finish his ministry. He has already appeared to over 500 people for 40 days and he gets with his disciples and he gets with some other people that are there and he says, and these signs will follow those who believe. And watch what he says will happen. In my name, in the name of Jesus, that's why we pray in the name of Jesus. He says, in my name, they will cast out demons. I want you to know this morning, I'm not afraid of demons. If there was a demon in this place right now, he's already left. I'm not afraid of demons in the street. I'm not afraid of demons at the court, at the court uh, sorry, the square, because of Jesus that lives inside of me. He says, you'll cast those demons out. They got to flee. We don't have to be afraid of the devil. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. But the question I have is, do we really believe that? Do we really believe the scriptures? Because listen, if we don't believe in the supernatural, if we don't believe in miracles, if we don't believe in signs and wonders, then there's no difference between us and the Kiwana Club. And I don't really know why I chose the Kiwana Club, because I've never even been inside one. I don't even know what they do, but I know it's a club. Kiwana Club, Lions Club, Cheetah Club, Koala Club, whatever. Amen. There's no difference. 
We're just gathering together if we don't understand that we need supernatural. We need the power of God. We need something to set us apart from the world and not a club. Where people can look at our lives and not only say it's supernatural, say, that's real. Do you want people to look at your lives and say, that's real? Do you want to be able to say for yourself, this is real? Because I'm preaching a message to you this morning from me to you that it's real. God is real. His word is real. His power is real. His revelation is real. His spirit is real. His healing is real. Everything about him is real this morning. Amen. And there's nothing he cannot do. But he's got a commission for us that we're trying to fulfill right now. And he says these are some things not that possibly should or might follow. See the wording. Will follow. So a true believer will have those demons cast out. A true believer, it says, they will speak with new tongues. It says, uh, next verse, and they will take up serpents. Now, I know this has been taken out of context in Arkansas and some other places, amen? They, they, go, they go a little beyond what God really wants here. This is not what he was trying to do. And this is, there's an example of this in the scriptures. Paul gets bit by a, by a snake in Acts, and it doesn't kill him. That's what this meant. But they take the snakes and they dance and they do all these crazy things and that's not what this is talking about. I believe this is talking about like the days we're living in. That COVID and other things won't hurt us and won't affect us if we happen to drink poison by accident or do... That's what he's talking about. But that's a sign. Divine protection. Divine protection. I I don't know when it will happen but Rosa's brother yesterday had divine protection. We're gonna believe, I believe he's going to sit in this church. He's going to give his testimony. They, they, I, I heard he's been here a couple times. I'll, when he comes, I'm going to show you the picture of his truck. He got in a wreck yesterday, and that thing, the front, it's a truck, and it's totally smashed. And the front part of the, of the roof is totally, like, indented in where the person would be sitting if they were driving. He was ejected from the truck by the grace of God. Amen. If he would not have been thrown from the truck, he'd be dead. Only bruises and impossible concussion. That's a miracle. That's a sign and a wonder. That's unexplainable. That's what this is talking about. That things like, because by his grace he saved him, and, and I told him, and she, sure, her and she can pass it on to him, she, he better get his life right with God or he's going to have to answer to God for that. So if they drink anything deadly, if they take up surfaces, it won't hurt them. It will by no means hurt them. And they will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. Now, leave that there for a second. A lot of times we read those verses, and we, we know that, and we, we've heard it, and we maybe believe it. But we don't read on. Watch what it finishes up saying. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was raptured. He was raptured. He was received up into heaven. As soon as he told them all these things, he said, this is what's going to happen to you one day. And he was received into heaven, and the Bible says he sat down at the right hand of God. Amen. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, and I'm going to read this last verse and say, I don't know if you know this or not, but whether you die or not, you're going to be raptured. 
We're all going to be raptured. That means we're going to be taken up into heaven. I'm believing that I'm going to do it while I'm alive because I want to be alive when it happens. I believe this is a generation that will see that. But even if you die and you don't want to go in the rapture, you're still going to go in the rapture because you're going to deaden Christ to rise first, the Bible says. So unless you want to go in the rapture, then you need to choose a different religion, I guess. Because Jesus says we're going up. There was an old song, we're going up yonder to see my Lord. Old song, real old song. Now watch this. And they went out after he left and preached everywhere. And the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. So we see here in this part two things. He says, I want you to go do my, my work, but you need the power of the Holy Spirit. You need to cast out demons. You need to lay hands on the sick. You need to speak in other tongues. Nothing's going to hurt you. And then he's raptured into the air, and he's gone. And, and that's the beginning of what we're talking about, and that's real. How many believe that happened this morning? It's real. But, but what we need to understand is God did that for a reason. Watch this next part, Acts chapter 1. By the way, I forgot to say this in the first service. It's good to have Pastor Mario back from Africa. Amen? Over here. He's, he's going to be sharing with us how it went. Amen? Great things went, happened over there. I meant to say it in the first service, but I don't want to miss now. So watch this. Acts chapter 1. So this happens. He goes up, and then now we see it in Acts chapter 1, the very first chapter of the church. This is where the church is born. How many know we're the church? We're the church. We're the same church today as they were back then. But we have a name so that people can come find us, not because Victory World Outreach is the only church going to heaven. Denominations aren't going to heaven. There's going to be no Baptist, Methodist, Episcopalian, Bapticostal, none of those things in, the, in, the, in heaven. It's going to be faith-believing, blood-bought saints that believe in Jesus Christ. So we're the same church today as they were back then. And as you see the church start, we need to be doing what the church did. As the same way they did. The gospel got to us because they listened to the Great Commission. The gospel got to us because they cast out demons. The gospel got to us because they laid their hands on the sick. The gospel got to us because they prayed in the Spirit and had the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome the enemy. That's how it got to us. So it says, once when he was eating with them, he, com he commanded them. Can you shout that out with me, the word commanded? commanded? He did not say, I think maybe you should. He did not say, if I were you. He didn't say, I highly recommend. He said, I command you. I want you to pay attention to some verbiage this morning in the scriptures that I'm going to show you. Because we're too good, and when I say this, I mean the Christian world in general. We're too good at mi trail mixing God's word. We're too good at, I don't want that. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, that works. Oh, let's leave that alone. We have to have the whole counsel of God. The whole gospel of God. And he says here, I command you to go and not leave Jerusalem until the Father, watch this, sends you the gift he promised the gift of the promise is the holy spirit he says as i told you before not just in the book of acts but all the way into the old testament let's keep reading john baptized with water 
But in just a few days, watch this, you will be baptized, and leave this up there for just a second, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So he is saying that there is something coming upon you, something that you're going to need, and all the people behind you are going to need to preach my gospel. It's going to help you be bold. It's going to help you cast out demons and pray for the sick and do all the things I've asked you to do. And I need you to receive it in the fullness of what I have for you. He says, go and wait for it. Now, this is interesting because he is, he is physically leaving. We know in the first story he's already left and he's about to leave here again. Same, same leaving, not twice, but two different books. And, and he's putting an emphasis on the two things that I'm telling you the devil doesn't want the church to have. An expectancy of the return of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit with speaking in tongues so that the devil doesn't know what we're talking about. Amen. If you're here and you're visiting or you're new or you're just coming around, at least give this message a chance. Don't shut me out. Don't think about something else. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you this morning. That's why I started off with prayer. So he says, John baptized with water. Water's baptism is a symbol of our, of our repentance and, and the cleansing of our sins. It's a symbol of all that. But, he says, there's something else. There's another baptism that you're going to receive in just a few days. And that's why we call it, church, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says we'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Sorry for being so literal. <clears throat> Not sorry. Hello? That's why we call it the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus called it the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He said water is water baptism. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is baptism of the Holy Spirit. They're two different things. John did this, but the Holy Spirit's going to do that. And watch what the devil does. Tell the person next to you, the devil uses people. Now tell them, don't let them use you. Amen. The devil uses people. The devil sticks things in our heads. <clears throat> Jesus gave this amazing announcement. Hey, John baptized with water, but in a few days, the Holy Spirit is going to baptize you with fire. He's preaching I know how he feels because sometimes I'm preaching this way to you and y'all look at me like. You ought to be up here sometimes, huh, Pastor Mario? You ought to be up here sometimes. We just have to believe by faith that you're getting it. But we know you are. So he says this powerful statement, and instead of the disciples going, yes, Lord, we're gone. See you there. We're out of here. This sounds awesome. Guess what they do? Change the subject. Have you ever been talking to somebody and telling them a really good story and right in the middle of it, they just change the whole thing? And you're like, are, are you listening? And then when they come back around, you forget what you were saying. And then you're like, you know what? I'll go tell somebody else that cares. I'm going to waste my story on you. Amen. <clears throat> so, instead of them saying, yes, Jesus, this is something we're going to need. This, you're smart. You're God. When the apostles were, they said, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Totally changed the subject. He's talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and they asked him that question. And he was nice. He said, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates. I don't know if he said it with that tone. 
It might have been a little meaner. And times, and they're not for you to know. But back to the subject. But you will receive power. Do y'all see the scriptures there? John baptized with water. The Holy Spirit's going to baptize you with fire. Jesus, what about the flowers out in the, in the, in the, are they going to grow? Is the fig tree? No. But you will be, you will be receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses. Telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, watch this, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the very borders of Israel. To the, no, no, to the very borders of Israel. That's the only place that's going. Maybe not Jordan, not Syria, not Iran, just there. Is that what it says? Then why do people preach that this is not for today? Why do people preach that we don't have miracles? Why do people preach that you just shouldn't, shouldn't speak in tongues? Why do people preach that we can't cast out demons? Why? Because they want to be deceived, or they are deceived and don't know it, or they want to mess with the scriptures, or that might offend people. We need to get to a place where we're preaching God's word as is and letting God's word do what God's word can do. As is. If it says it, it says it. Listen, if the Bible said in that verse we just read, you'll cast out demons, you'll lay your hands on the sick, no serpents will hurt you, and you do 100 jumping jacks a day, we should do 100 jumping jacks a day. Are you with me? Because it says. So whatever it says, we should do. Not say, well, I'll do this, but I don't want to do that. I'll take, the, I'll take the praying on the sick. You know, some people say, I don't want to speak in tongues. Well, by the way, you don't have to. You get to. You get to. You get to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and have a prayer language. You get to. But I don't want, to, I don't want that tongue thing, but boy, give me cancer, and I want that. I want that healing. You can't choose what you want. You need it all. I want it all. If God says it's for me, I want it. And what I'm trying to tell you this morning, is the reason I'm, f- I'm hitting this so hard is because it's real. It's real. Let's pick up here. Uh, next verse. After saying this, look at, look at the parallel between this and Mark. He was what? Harpazoed. Greek. Snatched out of danger. Taken up. That's what the same, same wording here as the rapture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Sound of the trumpet, taken up. And he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching. Watching. Somebody shout watching. And they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men, and that's supernatural, suddenly stood among them. And he said, men of Galilee, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken, there's the word again, taken from you into heaven. But someday, somebody shout, someday. There's old, some glad morning when this life is over. There you go. Oh, glory. Someday. He will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. If you don't believe in the rapture and you don't believe in the return of Christ, why would he throw? You think he was bored and thinking, you know what, what can I just throw in here? This is very important. 
the last thing Jesus did was get raptured. So we should be looking for that. That's why we say we're looking for a hole in the sky, not a hole in the ground. Amen. So these things should keep us watching. Now, how many remember about a month ago, some do, some don't, I've already talked to some of you, about a dream I had that I sent out about the rapture. I had a rapture dream. Nobody, great. That's okay. So you guys are already thinking about lunch. It's not going to be that good. It's not going to be as good as this. You raised your, okay. It's all that matters. You remember. Amen. Susan remembers everything. Dates and names and she's really good at remembering. Let me ask that again. Does anybody remember me sending out a text? Don't lie, okay? Don't make it up now. But about a text, about a dream. Okay, about three people. That's fine. And then I sent a video with it. And so I had a dream. And in that dream, I was laying in bed, and I don't know if I was awake or asleep. And by the way, I have to throw this in. I don't dream. What do you mean you don't dream? Scientifically, Pastor, everybody. I understand the science part. We do dream. What I mean is I don't remember my dreams. I'm not a person that has dreams and is always, t- you know, some people have lots of dreams and they're vivid and I don't dream. I don't, I don't remember. If I dream, I don't remember it. So when I dream, I feel like it's significant. So I had this dream and I don't know if I was awake or asleep. I think I was asleep and all of a sudden I was awake in my dream. I'm laying in my bed and I start to feel the room shake. And I just knew, I didn't hear any noises. I didn't hear a trumpet or nothing, but I just knew the rapture was about to happen or it was happening. And so in my spirit, I got excited. And I was like, this is it. This is it. And I just kept looking up at the ceiling, and I was just waiting for the ceiling to open. And I was just waiting to go. And I was like, in any moment, it's going to happen. And then what happened was, I woke up. So I went from a great dream to... (laughs) Ever had those? But it was still good. But I got up, and it was so real, I went to the bathroom, and... All my hairs were standing up. Now, I have a lot of hair on my legs and arms. None up here, and that's God's sense of humor. <laughs> would like to have more up here. Have it on my back. I'd have it on my arms. I have it on my legs, but that's beside the point. I have a lot of hair. So you can see it standing up. So it was a real dream, like exhilarating. I had goosebumps all over. And so I went back to bed. I wanted to wake my wife up. But my wife sleeps like a dead person. So it would take the dead in Christ shall rise first for her to wake up. So I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time. So I just let it alone. I told her about it in the morning. That was about a month ago. And this week, I had a second dream. That's really rare. If it's rare for me to dream, it's really rare for me to have two in the same month. And it was a Tuesday morning, 3.30 in the morning. This wasn't like it was after Friday night movie. It wasn't after Sunday church. It was Tuesday morning. And in this dream, this was much more vivid and much more awesome. And I'm, I'm, I'm walking, and it's nighttime. And how many remember the, the moon Friday night at the, at the movie? Look, maybe you saw the moon past the screen. Big old huge full moon. So I'm walking, and I'm talking to somebody. I don't know who the person is. I do know them, but I don't know who it is in the dream. I don't know a name. I feel like I was, it was someone from Costa Rica, like a basketball team. It was a Christian basketball team. It's who I had in my mind. We're talking. We're walking. And all of a sudden, he goes, look. And we looked up at the moon that looked like Friday night, and it was like r- as red as can be. 
and I just remember him saying, look at the moon. And so I looked, and when I looked, it turned from red to like cartoon animation red, super red. And then it started to pulsate, the, the moon. And as I'm focusing on that, boom, I shot up into the sky. I mean like a roller coaster. Boom, straight up into the air. And it's way cooler than I can describe it, trust me. And I shoot up into the air, and I'm going, yes, yes, yeah. I mean, I'm clenching my fist, and I'm so excited. I'm like, thank you, Lord, finally, yes, yes. I'm super excited. And I'm going, I don't know how fast, and I don't know how long this is lasting, but I'm going, shh. And I don't see faces, but I see lots of light all over the place. Like, I know, I know there's other people going up with me. And, I, and again, I don't know how long it lasted, but it didn't last long enough. And, and at some point, um, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. At mo- any moment, I'm like, the next thing that's going to happen is we're going to be in heaven. I was like, I, it was, I was enjoying the ride, but I was like, let's get there. And I was ready to see my family. I was ready to see everybody. And I was just like waiting for this reunion. And I was so excited. And, so, and then we kept going and going. And then all of a sudden, in my dream, I said, God, please don't let this be a dream. I started saying that. God, please don't let, please let this be real. Something hit me like, this might not be real. This might not be it. This might be a dream. And guess what? I woke up. But the exhilaration of my dream was so powerful. I reached down and felt my leg, and I had goosebumps. I don't even know how, how you can describe how big they were. And I could feel my hair standing up. This time, it was supernatural. I said, I'm waking up my wife. That's how you know it was God, because she woke up. <laughs> it was a confirmation that it was a godly dream. She said, yes, Lord. No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Not really. I've always wanted her to call me that. It's in the Bible. <laughs> Moses' wife called him Lord. She said, yes, Lord. No, just kidding. But she did say yes, and she didn't scream. She didn't yell. She just said yes. Very sweet voice. By the way, she sleeps beautifully. If you don't have a wife that sleeps beautifully, I'm sorry. My wife, she does sleep. She, does, she doesn't do that, you know, because she's dead. But she sleeps very pretty. She wakes up pretty. I'm not just trying to get points. It's true. I tell you all the time, don't I? Like, you're beautiful in the morning. Where was I? I, I went off track there. And it's not even our anniversary. It's like this all the time. I better, get, I better get going on this or it's going to go somewhere else. Get your minds back on the Lord. So I reached over and grabbed my wife's hand and put it on my leg. And said, feel these goosebumps. Do you feel them? And she said, yeah. So I got up and went to the bathroom and looked again. And there were just hair standing up, goose, visible goosebumps. Man, show, how, how real it, it felt, felt to me, how exhilarating it was in my, in my flesh, even from the spirit, right? And so I got back to the bed, and then she got up and went to the bathroom. And when she came back to the bed, I said, touch it again. It was still there. So it was an amazing dream. And all I can tell you is it's real. All I can tell you from myself personally is the baptism of the Holy Spirit's real. The rapture's real. And, and the spiritual world, as I've been saying for the last month especially, is more real than this physical world we live in. 
And there's going to be a moment, church, when the Bible says that trumpet's going to sound and the dead in Christ will rise. My wife's going to rise twice. The dead in Christ will rise first. And we who are alive and remain will be caught up in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And then he says, comfort each other with these words. So the reason, church, as I begin to close, the reason that these two things are so important is because they do something for us. They keep us ready and they keep us watching. The rapture makes us understand that at any moment, any moment, now, tomorrow, next week, next year, at any moment, the rapture can happen. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible a lot. It's not some fairy tale. It's not some made-up thing. And church, I think that's one of our problems today, and I'm talking the generality of the church. We believe more stuff that we see on social media than we do the Bible. Can I get a whistle in there somewhere? That's the truth. We're so enveloped with things that we believe a lot of stuff that's in the world, and we don't believe the Bible. I believe with all my heart that that's going to happen. And, and, I, and the only, when I got back to I was mad and happy. I was smiling from ear to ear with the feeling that I was having, but I was also mad. That's what I call it. I'm still here. <laughs> I was mad. Because I don't love this world. I'm, I want to see Jesus. I've, I've, for 30 years, I've been waiting to see him in the flesh, in the spirit at the same time. I know it's hard to understand. That's a different message. Matthew chapter 25. Watch this. This is, this is what it does. It keeps us ready the rapture, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit with speaking in tongues and having a prayer language just keeps us ready, it keeps us watching, it keeps us alive, it keeps us in, in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit, being in the Spirit. The Bible says we should walk in the Spirit, not in the flesh, so we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So when I'm walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, I have power to overcome temptation. Now watch these last verses we're going to read. This is a parable. This is very important. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins. Now, I'm giving you again. Some of you don't know the difference, but there are people who preach and teach erroneously on this story. It says the ten virgins who took their lamps, and these ten virgins are ten Christians, ten believers. Not, as we're going to read the story in a second, I want to make sure you're clear on this, not five people who are Christians and five people who are not. It's not the, what this parable is. The reason we know that is, is when you study Scripture and, and study Scripture more than Facebook and Instagram and all that, and we get in the Word and we read the Word and we know the Word, we know how to rightfully divide the Word of Truth, and we don't just listen to whoever tells us things. You should never just listen to things I tell you. You should go study it to show yourself approved and see that it's in the Bible. That's why I take time on these verses and say, look at the words. Ten virgins, mean people who had kept themselves. With lamps, lamp of salvation. You don't get a lamp if you're not saved. Went out to meet the bridegroom. You're not a bride you don't, have a, sorry, you don't have a bridegroom unless you're a bride. You can't be the bride unless you believe in Jesus Christ. So this is ten believers. Now five of them were wise. It doesn't say five of them were believers and five of them were unbelievers. It says five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and watch this, took no oil with them. 
Now leave that up there for just a second. Took no oil with them. I am not saying this morning, just to be clear, and go off and, 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 and miss, 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 uh, fr- miss uh, whatever the word is. Miss what? Represent, misquote, misquote, whatever. I am not saying that you, if you don't get baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues, you're not saved or you're not going to heaven. I'm telling you that the oil symbolizes the Holy Spirit. And, and those people either did not put enough emphasis on the Holy Spirit or they began to get away from the things of, the, of God and the Spirit and they began to walk in the flesh. And it says those who were foolish took their lamps but took no oil with them. And the wise took oil in their lamps or their vessels with their lamps but the bridegroom was delayed. This is important. This is where we are today. The bridegroom was delayed. We're waiting just like they were. But church, this was written 2,000 years ago. How close do you think we are? If the church back then was looking for him, how much more should we be looking today? And how much more should we be looking with everything that's going on in the world right now? It's at any moment. It's at any time. This, we're so close. I don't even know how to explain to you how close we are. And, and, and as you look at this, this is a picture of the church. He's not talking to the unbelievers here. He's talking to the church. Jesus did not preach parables to unbelievers. Parables were for believers to understand. If he that has an ear, let him hear. And so he's saying, and this is where the erroneous teaching comes in. Not only were they five believers and five sinners they'll teach, but they'll teach, there's people that teach that you cannot lose your salvation. You just put your faith in Jesus Christ and you can live however you want and do whatever you want and you're going to go to heaven. That is not biblical. Now that does not mean that God is up there going, oh, I can't wait till they mess up so I can make sure they don't make He wants you to be in heaven. He died for you. But we can turn away from God. We cannot have any oil in our lamps. We can turn our back on Him. We can backslide and go back to our vomit, the Bible says. We can go back to our old ways. We, the Bible says in Revelation, can lose our first love. We, the Bible says in Revelation 3, can become lukewarm. Where we're not either hot or cold. He says, I'd rather you be hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. This is what this parable is saying. While the bridegroom delayed, they now this is interesting. How, who slumbered? All of them. That can show human error. That can show that we're human, that we can make mistakes, that we can mess up, we can, we can get tired, we can get, you know, those moments where we get off track. But they all slumbered. But there was something different that these, these two types of individuals had just keep reading and at midnight a cry was heard that's what some people call the rapture the midnight cry there's a great song at the midnight cry behold the bridegroom is coming i'm i'm i've been preaching to you and 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 other pastors are hopefully preaching to their churches the bridegroom is coming amen he says go out to meet him be ready Then all those virgins, all those virgins arose, all ten, and trimmed their lamps. 
And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, because ours are going out. But the wise said, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. You go and buy. Go to the house and buy. Whoever sells and buy for yourselves. Get your life together. I'm worried about mine. I'm trying to make sure I'm ready for the Lord. You worry about you, I'll worry about me. And, and, and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were, what? Those who were ready, being filled with the Holy Spirit and understanding that the rapture can happen anytime, keeps me ready. So when I'm tempted to do something I should not do, when I'm tempted to lie, when I'm tempted to fall into sin, when I'm tempted to say, you know what, God will forgive me, I say, no, I can't do that. Jesus could come back. I need to stay ready. I need to stay watching. I need to stay holy. This might take me down a rabbit hole. This might take me someplace I don't want to go. Go someplace, stay longer than I want to stay and miss the return. It says those who were ready went in to the wedding. To the wedding. What are we going to be doing during the tribulation? A wedding. And the door was what? Shut. Just like the ark. Afterward, the other virgins came. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And said, Lord. Now watch this. This is very important. Lord. Lord. Open up to us. And this is very key. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Those are some powerful words. But he did know them before. This is why it's an error to preach that you cannot lose your salvation. Because they had a lamp. They had oil and it ran out. And now we're seeing here that Jesus doesn't know who they are. Did Jesus forget them or did they forget Jesus? They turned their back on. They went back. They went back to their old ways. They went, they went and did what they wanted to do. No one's going to be in heaven that doesn't want to be there. No one's going to be in hell that doesn't choose to be there. Watch this last verse. Watch therefore. Watch. Watch therefore. For you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Watch how all this ties together. Luke 21, 36. We met someone at the square. And I just want to give you some, a nugget real quick as I, as I close with this. And we ran into a couple, nice couple, had a baby real close to the age of our grandson. And we were just talking to them. And we found out they were, they were believers. And they go to church. So, you know, hey, nice to meet you. Let's move on. But you could tell they were trying to preach to us. Why, do you, why would you preach to another Christian? Why, don't, we're not out there to reach Christians. We're out there to tell people about the Lord. And we could just tell, and so they, they, they got our ticket, and the more I think about it, the more I realize they were mocking us. They got our ticket, and they're like, oh, left behind, huh? Oh, we've seen that movie, and we start, they start. And so, he, so long story short, they, they said these words. They said, well, we're not escapists. Because there's a teaching that people call people who believe in the rapture and the pre-tribulation rapture escapist. Like we're, 
we're, we're, we're, we don't we, we're, we don't think we think we're special so we don't have to suffer tribulation we haven't suffered like everybody else has so we need to go through the tribulation and I tell you if you want to go through the tribulation go ahead do it stay here but look what Jesus' word says See, we've got to get to a place where we read the Bible and we look at what Jesus says and this chapter we'll read it later all the verses reading, leading up to this last verse are verses about the same thing that's in Matthew chapter 24. Perilous times, wars, rumors of wars, pestilences, all these signs of the coming of, of Christ and the tribulation. But Luke, if you know your Bible, was written to the Gentiles. And Matthew was written to the Jews. And if you don't understand that, then you don't understand God's timetable. And Jesus tells us, because in case you didn't know it, you're a Gentile. Unless you were born of Jewish descent, Jewish blood, you're a Gentile. Jesus tells us here, watch therefore. And what? When? Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to be an escapist. So they said they're not escapist. And I told Carla in my flesh I wanted to, but why? Why try to convince somebody who already knows what they believe? I'm trying to reach lost people. And, they're belie- and they believe in Jesus Christ, so they're going to go to heaven, but they might have to go through tribulation first. If that's what they want. I, I, I met a guy one time that told me I was something I'll never forget. It's so powerful. He said, he says, they believe in post, you, we, you know, they believe in mid, we believe in pre. He says, we're just going to pray that God gives us all what we want. If we want to go before, we'll go. If, we go, if they want to go stay through tribulation, stay. Whatever. But they're believers. So they're saved. Thank God. They're Christians. But they say, we're not escapists. Yet that verse tells me that I can pray to be worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass. So basically, in my opinion, they're telling me that they don't believe Matthew, Luke 21, 36. So, so be careful how you witness and what you talk about if you don't really know the Bible. Stick with things you know. Stick with the cross. Stick with Jesus died on the cross for your sins. And say, if you, don't, if you need more answers, come to church. If you don't know it, I'm saying. If you know it, then give it to them. But we need to study the scriptures. But you know what helps us with all this? The power of the Holy Spirit. That helps our minds understand the, God, the things of God. Father, we thank you this morning for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The evidence of speaking in other tongues. Just like you said in Mark 16. We thank you for the power to cast out demons. We thank you for the power to lay our hands on the sick and they'll recover. We thank you for the power to be hurt by something deadly and it not hurt us. To be bit by a snake or drink poison or drink something dangerous or, or get a disease in this world and it won't hurt us because your, your power is greater. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in this world. Today as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I want to tell you that the Bible says tomorrow is not promised for you. You may be here in this sanctuary. You may be watching online. You may be listening to this podcast six months from now. You may be listening to this podcast during the tribulation. Maybe God will allow the podcast to stay online for a little while. The question is, do you know Jesus? And does Jesus know you? The worst words someone will ever hear in their life is depart from me, doer of iniquity, 
I know you not. God, I am not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not holy enough to be saved, and I don't deserve it. But I believe with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul, and all my strength that your grace is sufficient for me. And that while I was still a sinner, you died for the ungodly. And that's me. And I believe that you rose from the dead on the third day, just like you prophesied in the scriptures of the Old Testament. Just like you told them that they'll destroy the temple and in three days he'll build it back. And just like then, they didn't understand because they were thinking physically and not spiritually. And you were talking about your physical body being resurrected. I believe that. And I believe because of your death, burial, and resurrection, I will live forever in your presence. And you have gone to prepare a place for me that where you go, I may go also. Where there's many mansions. Lord, where there's things that eye hasn't seen and ear hasn't heard. But Lord, in this place today or possibly online, there may be some people here who do not know you, who have not had their eyes opened, who have not come from the powers of darkness to the powers of light, and today is their day. How many all across this place, from front to back and side to side, could be honest with God this morning and say, if I breathe my last breath in the next hour, I don't know where I'd spend eternity and you need salvation, and you need to change your life today, just lift your hand up and put it right back down all across this place. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not saved. I'm not born again. How many? All over this place. I'm going to wait just a moment. You've never said the prayer of salvation and admitted that you're a sinner. You've never said, I'm, I'm, I need to be born again. You've never done that. If you've done that, you're, you're saved. I'm, I'm talking if you've never said that prayer before. You've never come forward. You've never raised your hand. You've never admitted that Jesus Christ is Lord. You've never had that revelation. That's, this is your moment. We can't see who's online. We can't see who's listening, but we're going to say a prayer in a moment. Now, the second one is maybe at some point in your life you were born again. You were saved. You're like that virgin in this parable. You're like the person in Revelation 3 who has gotten cold in their faith or lukewarm. And you need to come back to your first love, Revelation says. How many could say, I need to get my life back with the Lord today the way I was before. I want to come home. I want to re restore my relationship with the Lord like that prodigal son did. Just lift your hand and put it right back down. Say, that's me. I see your hand, young man. I see your hand. I see your hand. That parable's in there for a reason. If people didn't backslide and people didn't grow cold in their faith, why would Jesus put the parable in there? Because we do because we're people and we make mistakes and we allow the world to get us and we allow the world to deceive us and we allow the world to pull on us and we allow the world to lie to us and we allow the world to become more important to us than Jesus I want to ask you one last question this morning and this is a question you'll answer to God not to me when I, stole, when I told my dream about the rapture how did you feel? listen closely how did you feel? were you excited? Were you like, oh, I can't wait. I, I wish that was me. I wish it would happen today. Or are you thinking, I don't want that to happen. Only you can answer that. And if you answer, I don't want that to happen, or I'm not ready, you better get your life ready. Because you love this world too much. I'm ready 
I want to go today. Not because I'm an escapist, but because God says that I can go be with Him for eternity. Not because I don't want to see more grandkids or, or spend more time with my wife, because I want to go home. This is not my home. The Bible says I'm a pilgrim. I'm just passing through. I want to go home. There's no place like home. I want to be in the presence of the Lord. I want to go see all those things He's prepared for me. I don't love this world. If you love this world this morning, let go of it. Because if you love this world, you're just going to get what the world can give you. But if you let go of this world and say, Lord, I want to be about your business and the kingdom business and the Father's business, God will do so much in your life you won't even be able to contain the blessings. I want us to stand all across this place, if you would, staying in this spirit of reverence. I want to pray for you today. The spirit of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here. The anointing of the Lord is here. He's here to heal. He's here to save. He's here to deliver. He's here to set free. He's here to baptize. The baptizer's here. If you haven't been baptized with the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit since you believed, come and ask for it today. Come say, Lord, I, wanna, I want what that talks about. I want that. Peter came out of that, out of, out of that uh, prayer room and quoted a scripture from the Old Testament. They said, you guys are drunk. You guys, are, you guys are acting crazy. We, we can even hear you speaking in our language. They knew something was up. They knew it was, it was supernatural, but they thought it was liquor. And Peter says, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. We're not drunk with wine. This is the Holy Spirit. And he says, this is that that the prophet Joel prophesied. That in the last days, I would pour out my flesh on, my spirit on all flesh. If you want to be an overcomer, if you want to be a greater witness... If you want to be wet, ready, you need the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So those that raise their hand quickly for rededication, I know you meant that when you raised your hand. Would you do something else so we can pray with you this morning? Find that nearest aisle and just come down here real quick. If you raised your hand for rededication, give your life back to the Lord. Amen. Come on. Praise the Lord. How many more? Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you know you need to come. You know your life's not right with the Lord. Praise God. You need to make some changes. Amen. So I just have to look. Amen. There's some more. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I just have to believe that if you're back there, amen, there comes another one. Amen. Come on. Praise the Lord. You know, it's like what he just did going over there and saying, hey, let's go. That's what Jesus did. He's, he's like, let, let's, let's have eternal life together. Why do you want that old messed up life? I got life of, the Bible says Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I come to give life and life more abundantly. And, and Jesus like he went over to you and did that and like the Holy Spirit drew you he came over and he said I took your place you don't have to live in that in that death anymore I took your place I died on the cross for you once and for all so I just have to believe if you're back there and you didn't come forward you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and you're never going to be able to point your finger at me and say you didn't tell me so I'm telling you I want every single one of us to go in the rapture I want every single one I don't want anybody left behind I don't want anybody to stay here. And church, listen, it's not a movie. It's not a movie. There's a movie made about it. It's real. It's real. 
The rapture is real. The power of God is real. Hell is real. That's a whole other subject. Come talk to me if you want to know how real hell is. That's what saved my life. Had a revelation of it. How real it was. It's real. Get it today. Get everything you can get from the Lord so that you can be living your life every day, waking up saying, Lord, let it be today. So that in your spirit, you can be as excited as I was and as disappointed as I was <laughs> at the same time. I've never been so excited and so disappointed in the, first, in the same 30 seconds. I told Carl, I wish I was, I'm still here. I want to go home. But until, and I told the Lord that. I tell him every day. And he goes, just keep telling people about Jesus. I'm like, all right. Because that's why he hasn't come back yet. He's waiting for you. That's the only thing. There's nothing left to be fulfilled scripturally. It's at any moment. But don't get caught up in, oh, they've been saying that for years. That's in the scriptures too. Those that are watching online, we're going to say a prayer with all these awesome people. And God's going to write your name in the Lamb's Book of Life this morning. Amen? Just repeat this after me. It's a biblical prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for your mercy and your grace. I don't deserve to be here. I'm lost. I'm a sinner. Your word says I fall short of your glory. But the gift of God is eternal life. The payment or wages of my sin is death. But the gift of God is life eternal. I believe that I'm a sinner. I believe I need a Savior. Jesus, I believe from my heart and I confess with my mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord. You are real and you're changing my life right now. You are taking me this morning from the powers of darkness to the powers of light and you are saving me and making me a righteous person. Please forgive me for all of my sins. Wash me clean with your precious blood. In Jesus' name, I ask you to write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I'm going to serve you from this day forward. I'm going to walk every day listening to your word and doing what you tell me to do. And Satan... Loose your hands off of my life. I am not yours. I am a child of God. Every sickness, every addiction, every hatred and violence and anger, get out of my life. I'm a new creation in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a big shout this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As we begin to sing this song, just stay right here, please. As we begin to sing this song, come if you need the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.